On this episode of the Southern Pride Philosophy Podcast, folks that weren't too careful over the holidays, we have a gravy review from Biscuit Time and our friend of the show, Tori Allman, our missionary from the Netherlands, on this episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. Here we go. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast, where it's two guys take on life, liberty, and the pursuit of gravy, and you, the listener, are getting a degree in common sense. We are broadcasting from the Busted Knuckle Studio right here in beautiful downtown historic Concord, North Carolina. I'll be your host, Biggin, and how about you? We've got a great show lined up for you, as always, but before we begin, let me introduce you to the second half of this flaky biscuit. That's right, I am talking about the pride of Anderson, South Carolina, but most of you probably know him best as the Silver Tongue one, 2016's honorable mention, Miscongeniality of the Year, the inventor of the redneck egg roll. Give it up on old mic number one, it's Mojo! Happy 2019! We did it! Appreciate you tuning into this episode of the Southern Fry Philosophy Podcast. You can find us on the interwebs at southernfryphilosophy.com. You can find us on Facebook at Southern Fry Philosophy, at the old Twitters and Instagram at SFP Radio. Don't forget our new Patreon link at patreon.com forward slash SFP Radio. You can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, the old iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio. Boom. YouTube.com forward slash SFP Radio to listen at work. We are suitable for work. As we of, are. As of right now, and who knows, 100th episode, we may just go crazy. <laughs> we may drop an S word <laughs> like stuff. Stupid. Stew. That's what, uh, speaking of the, uh, the S word and the D word. Uh-huh. That's what my daughter, she's six years old, told me the other day. Daddy, I knew the S word and the D word. I'm like, oh boy, here we go. Have you, you heard, have you heard me lately? Do you, do you want me to bring it up right now? Yeah. What's that? Well, your daughter was over at our house, <laughs> and she was casting my wife's phone up on the TV, Ooh. thinking, oh, I'm going to be funny, and then she was texting, d- doing the autocorrect thing <laughs> on my wife's phone, and I actually have a picture of it. Let me, let me bring it up, because it, well. You got to do it justice. So, again, keep in mind, this is my wife's autocorrect um, the future Christ child drops the F word. Gustavo have cards, chips, cookies to all. <laughs> and she, she's just on the keyboard moving her finger around, but drops the F word. And we start laughing. She goes, what's so funny? And she goes, and my wife's like, you got to, you know, you, we, let's take it off of there. And she goes, why? Because it has the F word on there. But she says the actual F word. <laughs> Your little six-year-old ain't so innocent. Anymore. Well, um, just just in case his parents are listening, that's courtesy of Parker in first grade. Oh, that's snap. Re- You're calling re- out Parker. That's the reason why she knows the F- F-bomb. So, oh. Yeah, so she does. Uh, she calls us out all the time. So, you know, the D-word, which is dumb, and the S-word, which is stupid. Oh, she's okay. not allowed to say those in school. <laughs> but she's allowed but to say the F-word. Yeah, she can say the F-bomb. It's okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the D-word and the S-word, yeah, that's that's totally off limits. I had to have a conversation with my wife as why is the F-bomb on your autocorrect, so. No doubt. Oh, there's that question. Your, so. your saintly wife. <laughs> I have more respect for her now. Mm, yeah. Uh, hey, just some uh, housekeeping uh, things. I would like to give a shout out to our new listeners, Boise, Idaho. Don't Boise. know where that's coming from. Um, Potato Ash- capital of the world. Ashton, Ashburg, Virginia, and Conway, Arkansas, the home of Walmart. <laughs> really? <laughs> Thanks for listening uh, for all those locations. Uh, coming in hot, still in Panama. Cambodia. And Cam- I don't know. We're, we're worldwide, man. It's insane. 
international worldwide. I'm going to ask Prestige. you like I ask you every week, Mojo. How you be doing? I am glad the holidays are officially over with. Um, the craziness, uh, the having to run through crowded Ooh. malls, yeah, wondering if porch pirates are going to steal your packages <laughs> from Amazon pirates. Prime. <laughs> it's just a stressful season, so yeah. I'm glad that it's finally over. We can get back to some sure. normality. And right around the corner is tax season. Boom, boom, boom. You're actually <laughs> looking forward to tax season because then people will get their Well, that, but, I, but it should be interesting to see with the new tax laws and all that jargon to see how yeah. that affects us. Um, affects refunds and the, the speed of, a, 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 of course, we're in the midst of a government shutdown, which is not bad. I'm actually for that. Sure. Yeah. Uh, All for it. Uh, you know, the, uh, w- none of the 800,000 workers right now that works for the government are actually trying to track us down, which is not a bad problem. So <laughs> I, 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 if you work for the IRS, I apologize. But, yeah, sure. please don't come after me. The only thing, like, we were on vacation and we couldn't go to some national parks. We're like, ah, oh, blast. Um, I know that some national parks are open. Hmm. Um, because there's a because there was a big article about uh, uh, several of the national parks were actually people into private individuals actually bringing trash bags and cleaning up the litter and changing <laughs> oh, the wow. trash and cl- scrubbing the toilets in the hmm. in the bathroom. So how about it? How, uh, who would imagine? Who would have thunk that volunteerism can actually 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 work? We don't have to have it be mandated by some law that some person scrubs a toilet for whatever yeah. for the government. Yeah, imagine that. So. But yeah. you know, on, on the other news, Nancy Pelosi was partying in in Hawaii for the holidays. But <laughs> my, just forget about that. Forget about John. You know, the John Q. Public, who actually works for a living for the government, who's mm-hmm. not getting paid paid right now. But it is what it is. Must be nice. That's right. Anyway, so how you be doing? I'm good, man. We had a, a two week stretch of um, going from here to there and then back home again and then another place and then other places so we actually went to uh, my wife's hometown little small hometown uh, in south georgia has about ten thousand people max right um gonna spend the holidays there christmas holidays and whatnot so (laughs) i decided hey you know i'm gonna take a little bit of time and i'm gonna go check out the local liquor stores Mm -hmm. um you know because what else are you gonna do um and just so anybody that's listening, North Carolina has a state-controlled ABC stores. Georgia is not state-controlled. It's just you know private. So they have way more of a selection than— And they can actually have sales, like true sales, not yeah. like— Yeah. And, and get all kinds of different mm-hmm. bottles and things that we won't get here in North Carolina. Sure. So I decided, hey, I'm going to go check out, see what they have, check out their selection. Um, and I asked for a specific one, and this lady said, no, we don't have that. But we might have something that you'd be interested in. So, you know, my ears perk up. I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. Here's, you know, I'm getting the behind the uh, the counter stuff. And uh, she pulls out a 15-year-old bottle of Pappy Van Winkle. <laughs> well, if, you, if you're not a bourbon drinker, that's... that's that is the I, most... That's a Grand Maltese Falcon... Special award. Unicorn yeah. of bourbons. Like right. the most elusive, the most hard to find, right. it's difficult. Like, it's like Henry the Thirteenth Brandy. It's just not or Louis. Louis the Thirteenth Brandy. It's just not available rapidly. Yeah, so. you can't you can't just go to your store and get right. stuff. It's very hard to find. Just put and put it put it in relation. If you were to actually go to a bar and pay for a shot yeah. Or you know, just a regular we, drink. You'd yeah. probably anywhere from one fifty to two twenty five. Well, we, just for a drink. For this particular one, we were in South Carolina uh, on our honeymoon, and they had this particular one. 
15 year old, it was uh, uh, $45 for one ounce. But that was also how many years ago? Uh, that was just this week. Um, oh, you're, you said your honeymoon. Sorry, okay. the anniversary. <laughs> anniversary of <laughs> honeymoon. Bop, bop, bop. Yeah. So our anniversary, we celebrated. Went to a, a bourbon and bubbles, and they had it for $45 for one ounce of this. Now, keep in mind, uh, a bottle is like 17 fluid ounces or whatever, so you get 17 shots. But $45. They were asking in the small podunk connected to a like a awful gas station. Like a bait-and-tackle shack gas station. It was exactly that, yeah. Patel's Motel. You can't yeah. find this bourbon anywhere, and it's in this <laughs> town of 10,000 people. <laughs> the city of Charlotte maybe gets five bottles, right. and they have they have, they they got three, actually, and they already sold two. Wow. They were asking $900 for this bottle of bourbon. $900. <sighs> you can't have nothing. So, I, so you bought that bottle in... <laughs> So originally they said seven hundred, right? And then uh, it was the lady at the counter said seven hundred. She's like, "But I got to call my boss because that's what we talked about." So we, you know, we we traveled to the other ones. They're called package stores, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, so we we traveled along, found some other good good deals. One of them I paid one hundred twenty five dollars for. Found it for fifty five there in, in uh, South Georgia, and then uh, <laughs> then we go back, and then she said, "Now it's nine hundred dollars." And my wife actually convinced me to start to buy it at 700 and i was like baby we can't do this and she's like this is going to be your anniversary gift for the next seven years i'm like that's fine i'm okay with that uh but i was thinking something else for my anniversary gift (laughs) (laughs) wow it's mellow time uh but uh it was 900 so we walked away so that was yeah price jumps 200 bucks i'm sorry yeah yeah so we did that had a good time there uh also one other thing i wanted to say while we were visiting in it's Albany, Georgia, with my brother-in-law and, mm-hmm. and sister-in-law, I say Albany. They say Albany. It's, it's weird. It's like Albany or Albany. Mm. Anyway, there is a— Do they spell it weird, too? No, the same oh, exact okay. selling, but, spelling, but they call it Albany. Albany. Potato, potato. Um, there is a BP gas station in the middle of—right right outside of Albany. Right. Um, it was Albany. <laughs> and there, so there's a gas, a BP gas station, and you know on the ends of those gas stations, mm-hmm. you expect to see a, uh, a, a KFC slash Taco Bell slash uh, Pizza Hut slash you know right. oil change place. There was a, a really good craft bourbon and high end coffee shop on the end of this BP in Albany, Georgia. In Albany. Uh, and it just blew my mind. It's called Temp. Shout out to the people there. They were going to listen to the show. But you can get your, your tire pressure checked, some Funyuns, and a really good craft beer and or slash coffee in this BP station. And it really kind of blew my mind. I thought it was the weirdest thing ever. Do they have a nail salon, nail salon attached no, to No, it was the BP and then Temp, and that was it. You know what, though? It, it's one thing people don't realize in the South. Those kind of business models actually work. Yeah. I it, mean, I knew a guy that once had a bonsai tree reptile store <laughs> that had tanning beds in it, and it actually you worked. You're kidding me. No, and it actually worked. Bonsai trees. Well, I think this is also like two years post Karate Kid. I mean, I don't think oh, bonsai okay. trees are quite the right. Rage now, I was about but, to, to but ask. But Danielson, you know, yeah. Yeah. Holy cow. But, yeah, those kind of businesses work. I yeah. Mean, I, what are the weirdest combos? Uh, by the way, I'm going to bring in our friend Tori. Yeah, yeah. Tori's here. His, his mic's live, so you can chime in. But oh, I guess you turned it back off. Sorry. Oh, uh, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, like, we're like a parent trying to limit your, your time. So what, what yeah, is the it's weir- all good. What's the weirdest business combo you've ever seen in the South? 
I don't know. I, I, being able to find live worms oh, yeah. at a gas station. I walked in and it's like, get your live bait here. Yeah. It's like worms and crickets and all types of stuff. And I'm like, I'm at a gas station. And it was a nice gas station, but right. here's a bunch of worms. Well, when I was in Texas, there was a, there was a, a it wasn't a Greyhound affiliated. It was just a bus, bus station that basically took Hispanics, Mexicans from Mexico City mm-hmm. to Texas. But they also sold crickets. They had a money, a money laundering money. Uh, what you call it? Like a Western Union. It was actually there that says money laundering here. <laughs> I couldn't read the Spanish, but anyway, no, it had like it had like twelve types of business in this one category. I, oh, and yeah. I'm like, but it worked. They were packed. It was three o'clock in the morning. They were packed. You got to diversify. Oh no, you I mean, can't. It's all about diversification. Yeah, right. You, yeah, you don't want to own Apple stock. You want to own a bunch of stuff. Exactly. Right. Because you can lose $55 billion in value in one day. Or, uh, as, as you can miss me, buy Bitcoin. Boy, that worked out well. <laughs> it's going to come back. Yeah. It's Just hang on back. to it. I'm looking yeah. at you, 2050. It's kind of like the Sirius XM stock. Everyone bought it and was like, yes, this is great. And then, yeah. <laughs> I would probably not invest in Sears or Roebuck stock. Well, mm-hmm. or, or Dick Sporting Goods. They just took a oh, definitely dump, not that dump for the year. So. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, we we did uh, we did the Georgia tour, and then we came back up, flipped it around, and went to our anniversary in Charleston. So there's a there's a, a Pappy Van Winkle still out there for nine hundred bucks. Yeah. Of course, by the time you hear this episode, maybe eleven hundred. That's but, why I never mm. said the town. See, because it still uh, could be out there. Oh, and yeah. the weird thing is, is I tried to look up the the phone number to call them, and it's been disconnected. I'm like, mm. Because he's got this Pappy Van Winkle filling station <laughs> in the back. <laughs> he's probably he's selling that one last bottle. He's skipping. He, mm. he, but he got three. Now keep in mind, again, Charlotte maybe get gets. I was saying five early, but logistically, maybe a hundred. Right. But this little thing. Of a population of almost 1.2 million or something yeah, like that. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So, because they don't, you just can't find these things. So this this little joker got three. Right. Snap. Are you a bourbon buddy. drinker? Tori? I mean, if it's good, I'll drink it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> bourbon, whiskey, scotch. The problem is I've been introduced to really good stuff. Right. Ooh. Oh, yeah. You're kind of a snob. I know. But it's I'm like my beer way. now. I'm the I'm same just, way with pizza. Right. Yeah. Like Little Caesars? No. Little just Caesars. Do oh, now, come on. Although, have you seen that new commercial where the lady like slams her head against the table and is like, cheese, cheese, cheese. <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> it looks kind of good. I'm have you lie. had it? No. That little thin crust $6 pizza. Yeah. Buddy, that's legit. Seriously? Yes. Like fold that thing in half and just be like. <sighs> but it's mm. like a little cracker. So you got to like the thin Ooh, crust. Yeah. Uh, if you do don't like thin, thin crust, crust then, then you're out. Oh, but, I don't want to waste my carbs on the crust. Yeah. I want the cheese and the meat. That's where I want to get my like calories yeah. and I'm stuff. I clearly man. don't care about either one of those, <laughs> but I will put it up against Domino's any day of the week. I would much rather oh, have a yeah. thin crust against Domino's or Pizza Hut or mm. Papa John's. That Little Ooh, Caesars Papa is John's legit. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't legit. know how Pizza Hut stays in business. Seriously. I mean, back in the days with the red tumblers and the... Mm. You know the the pack Miss Pac Man or whatever in the corner. What, yeah. do, what do they have now? What do they offer? Well, Nothing. then you've got uh, CC's that does the buffet. Pizza right. Hut does the buffet. That's the only thing I could think of that would kind of keep them. But I mean, I'd rather pay six dollars at CC's than forty dollars at the Pizza Hut. <laughs> True. <laughs> now, back when we were kids, we got pitchers of Mountain Dew at Pizza Hut. That's right. Now a pitcher of Mountain Dew. Mm. Yes, please. Well, and, we always went there because the hot senior girl. 
you know, when you're like in mm-hmm. eighth grade, the hot senior cheerleader, that's where she worked. Mm-hmm. Yep. How about you it? You got to go check it out. We would go to Godfather's and play the the Pac-Man while mm-hmm. you sat down the tabletop yep. Pac-Man. They have one at the uh, basement arcade. We never had there. a Godfather's, but when we'd go out of state, we'd always eat a Godfather's. Mm-hmm. Man, great pizza. Yeah. Great pizza. <laughs> hey, so, what was that? Um, speaking of where the nice senior girl used to work back in high school, um, there was Putt-Putt, but then yeah. there was that other one that was in Greenville. Do you remember that one? Were you around at that time? Frankie's? No, it was before Frankie's. It was out toward Greer, but it was kind of the Frankie's type sort of thing. Anyway, the Greenville listeners, you all know what I'm talking I pro- about. I probably will think of it after we leave here. That place, there was always some good-looking girls working there. Oh, yeah? It was mm. a great place to go. God, all it, it takes is one, and the rest of them come along. Right? So They have some type of club, I'm, I'm convinced. Now it's just Christian Chicken. If there's one attractive girl, well, they do. They bring the club. It, it, but yeah. here, our logic is not flawed. Look when they go to bathrooms. Yeah, one goes and twelve of them go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they usually come out of the woodworks. I like. I didn't even know you were here. Yeah, mm-hmm. still happens. Still happens to this day. <laughs> well, we'll just go ahead and move it's on. like it's like ducks. Ducks have a like a magnetic sensor in their brain that can migrate every year. I think girls do the same thing. It's like a some type of you know innate ability to sense the other thing. <laughs> All right, so we're moving on to some wacky news. You know, I sing along to this every time it comes on. Do you? <laughs> every time. Every time. Um, did you guys handle your your New Year's pretty pretty well? Yeah, sat yeah. in my pajamas. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I played Xbox. At a boy. Well, yeah, I tell you what, um, a California man probably should have done the same thing. Here's the headline: A man arrested in North Salt Lake City after biting a chunk of a man's ear off during an argument. Mm. A California man was arrested in Davies County uh, Tuesday after police said he bit a large chunk of a man's ear off during an argument about conspiracy theories. Now, here's the kicker. While in a hot tub. What? <laughs> well, it just set the mood, kind of. <laughs> uh, detectives made contact with the victim in the emergency room and said that he had uh, had had his ear bitten off after he was discussing these conspiracy theories about, um, about big corporations and more conspiracy theories. He was in the hot tub with the, uh, with the guy that assaulted him. The argument got extremely heated. And then the argument began. He kicked him out of his house, locked him, locked him out, and then he started beating his uh, front uh, front of his house with patio furniture. So I wonder if the guy so who locked him out, or if he was part of a big corporation. Yeah, he is. So oh. so the guy actually he, he said that he, he works for a big bank, bank, and that's when they started so the getting plot thickens. See, but here's my: Why were they in the hot tub together to begin with? <laughs> you know, if there were girls in the hot tub. They wouldn't have been biting each other's ears off. It's a grinder date gone bad. You th- mm-hmm. That's probably it, now that you mention that. Mm-hmm. Where, not, where was this? California? In California. It well, was that explains North Salt it all Lake right City. there. Sorry, North Salt Lake City, Utah. Oh, Utah. Ooh, that's, yeah. that's kind of, so that's a little bit of So a, like a sausage soup party would probably be okay <laughs> in Utah. <laughs> oh, that's a visual you're not going to get out of your head. Oh, so the dude was uh, getting the patio furniture, hitting it up against the front of his house. <laughs> Insert your joke there. He comes out, and then he attacks him and bites a large chunk of his ear off. And, and keep in mind, this also happened on January 1st. 
Sounds, so, sounds like a bite. Tuesday night in my neighborhood, <laughs> but uh, minus the biting. I mean, while can, what kind of conspiracy theory did you get? Can you get into a heated argument so much that you bite a man's ear off? Dude, people are crazy today. People are nuts. We you lost your ever loving mind. I'm pretty passionate about things in life. But I just don't. <laughs> I, I don't draw. I draw the line at like potential cannibalism for right. harm, you know, type thing. Right. So yeah, I'm not going to make any mention of who, but my wife actually works with somebody who bit a coworker's ear oh, off, like part of it off. You know, my European friends ask me, why do Americans carry guns? This is why. That's why. This is, there are some crazy people out there. That's yeah. Right. There are some absolutely crazy people. They're right. Nuts. So anyway. If, you if you protect get, yourself, man. Bottom line, if you get in a hot tub with somebody, don't bring up conspiracy theories at all, just I sit mean, just, there. Actually, just sit there and chillax because yeah, right. you know what? Here now, everyone is so on edge. Mm-hmm. You could bring up Duke, Kentucky, and all of a sudden, no, here we go. Yeah, I really think we should know. legalize pot here. <laughs> soon, my friend. Soon, I promise. Because uh, Americans need to just chill out. They do. Uh, speaking of chilling out, a 71-year-old woman leads a New York police on a wild chase. Three troopers are hurt. Keep in mind, she's Laura Duffy, 71 years old. She was arrested on multiple charges, uh, had a failure to appear. Um, The cops went to go uh, get her warrant. She took off and hid. She hid in Woodstock. Oh, that's a shocker. Uh, They finally found her there. She fled again and then went on a uh, high-speed car chase that lasted 30 minutes. 71-year-old mama going at it uh, and got three uh, officers hurt. And the two police vehicles offer uh, sustained uh, significant damages. Sheesh. You're not going to take me, copper. <laughs> 71 years old. <laughs> She's letting her eat, man. She had a little bit too much. Uh-huh. Uh, well, by, by, the way, by the time those violations drop off her insurance now. <laughs> She's going to be dead. <laughs> but you got to give it to the 71-year-old who is letting her eat. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, usually I get mad at 71-year-olds for not going above 25. But she could have hopped out of there and been like, where am I? You know, oh, yeah. type like dementia, like playing dementia, and yeah. they would have probably treated her golden. She should have done that. Yeah. She didn't. She wasn't thinking. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would have called out a dead friend's name and just rolled with it. Stanley, <laughs> that's right. Get over here! <laughs> I see dead people. <laughs> I see dead people. <laughs> or, or the classic Chris Farley when he jumps <laughs> out and bees, bees everywhere. Save yourself. <laughs> I'm not going in there. I'm allergic. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. That was such a great line. Uh, so anyway, so that's the fun, wacky news. Guys, please learn to handle your alcohol on New Year's or just any time. Just learn just to handle learn yourself to personally yeah. in a proper manner. Good gracious. Yeah. And don't get into hot tubs with strange men. Don't be drinking $900 Pappy Van Winkle <laughs> in a hot tub with strange men. Oh, uh, All right. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we will have a uh, gravy uh, review with... Um, uh, Torami. Well, no, we'll, oh, we'll have him. Sorry, for, Dude, with breakfast I'm time. I'm so excited. Is it breakfast be time or Biscuitville? No, it's breakfast time. Okay. So did I say Biscuitville earlier? You did, but that's okay. Well, it's okay. Well, we're gonna change it to breakfast time. Breakfast time. I don't. I think breakfast time is just a local chain here. I believe, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll talk about it. We'll come back. You're listening to the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. We'll be right back.
know it takes a customer three seconds to decide whether to stay or leave your website? That's why a crisp, clean, and user-friendly website is one of the best ways to market and help and grow your business. At Webmarize Web Design, we offer that and much more. They pride themselves in offering their clients professional websites at affordable prices. Are you a small business? No problem. We can cater to small businesses by working with their clients every step of the way to meet their needs and expectations. Their number one goal is to partner with their clients to help and grow their business with a successful website. They work for every client, no matter the size. So if you'd like a great website, go to webmerize.com, W-E-B-M-E-R-I-Z-E-D.com, or you can check out their link on the sponsors link of our website. If you mention the word Biggin, you'll get 10% off your website design order. Again, webmerize.com. Check them out. So we are back. You're listening to the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast, and we do a gravy review uh, of just some some local places around. We'll do biscuits and gravy because, again, part of the headline of the show is in the pursuit of gravy. So we want to be able to bring you some of our best gravy that we've got. Now, I did mention early on the show that uh, my wife and I went down to Charleston, and uh, while we were down there, I, I did have the best biscuits and gravy that I've ever had in my entire life at Acme Low Country Kitchen. I'm not getting paid for that one, but I have got to tell you, that is the best biscuits and gravy I've ever had. Explain why. I mean, the sausage was perfect. It was so, like, creamy. Um, It had a little bit of just spice, just enough spice to it, just enough pepper for me. Um, And it was, it it tasted good. Also, the biscuit was legitimately insane. Like, it was really, homemade. really good. Homemade, like, lard all over the place. Just Praise so the good. lard. Praise the loud, pass the biscuits. Um, it, just uh, fantastic. But anyway, so what we've got here is what I feel, well, I'll let you guys make your decision, but this is a breakfast time, local place here in Concord. There's one in Concord, one in Kannapolis. Um, so as we look at this, we've got, again, a, a good sheen on on the gravy uh mojo will you kind of describe the biscuit gravy combo thing that we've got going on here uh let me take a bite here all right so he's going to take the initial bite Uh oh and the verdict is can i just tell you guys like i mean i listen to this cycling around amsterdam And every time you have, like, food or bourbon or whatever, I'm just really jealous because, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, we don't get no biscuits and gravy over there. I knew you were coming. I was like, we've got to do this for, just for you. So you got to start a you got to start a biscuit and gravy. Biscuits uh, and gravy. Stand. You know, I'm thinking yeah. a Waffle House would be awesome because we got people mm. smoking pot all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why is that? Some smothered and covered. Yeah, at two o'clock in the morning oh, after yeah. a music festival or something. Oh, hey, I mean, buddy. that's going to be like Why is gold not money. Right now? Hey, Waffle gracious. House, if you're listening, hook me up with a with one of them food trucks that you got. Oh, buddy, ship it on over. I will run that for What's you. What's the salted fish y'all have over there? Um, is that mm. the herring? Yeah, yeah. pickled herring. They have the pickled, pickled herring, herring stands. Yeah, it's yeah. We, we've got. Come those. on, a sausage and biscuit stand would be better than a pickled herring stand. Right. I'm telling you right now. 
Well, the thing about the Dutch, they don't like new things, and yeah. this would be new. So they'd yeah. be like, they still wear that? wooden shoes over there, so. <laughs> right? <laughs> All right, so we digress. You you're going through this biscuits and gravy mm. like it's champ right now, dude. It's almost gone. I haven't even taken a bite. You right. Take the accurate. You got to get the accurate right description. Now, let me also reiterate that we are the number one podcast in Concord, mainly because we are eating while we are doing this podcast. Why not? <laughs> I'm just going to lean in the mic here. Let you all just, listen yeah, to this goodness. Yeah, no doubt. So, um, all right. The, the mm. last one we did was yeah. less than stellar. Mm-hmm. It was Bojangles. Is no, what we had was it Bojangles? Time. Yeah, it was. Okay. Yep. Um, the, in, in a classic Southern biscuit gravy, mm. you got to have mm. you got to have mm. the sausage flavor in mm-hmm. sausage. You got to. If you've never made gravy before, just a regular sausage milk gravy, you gotta brown the the the, uh, the sausage and then add the flour as the binder. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people will sometimes brown the sausage, drain it, set it no. aside, no, start. Sir. You know, you don't do that. Mm-mm. It's a cheating way, and you don't get the flavor. So this right here has all that good sausage grease mm-hmm. all up in there. So praise yeah. the Lord. Also, it has. Either sausage, you know, the sausage is spicier, has a little bit of red pepper flake, which I like also. Mm-hmm. Kind of breaks it up. And also, too, I mean, they, they've done a good job on this biscuit. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Good, buttery. I think the flaky. biscuit is frozen. You think so? I think so. Um, if you saw, what they, I will say this, they're not they're not all uniform. Mm-hmm. So they're they're all very different when you, when you get... My dad actually bought like nine of them, and we only needed three, <laughs> mm. so they're all different. But I mean, that, they still could be frozen. I don't know. They, they may not be. I mean, just you know, I'd like to see them before, but mm. still a good biscuit, mm. very good biscuit. So, um, oh man, yeah. Tori, what are you thinking? You the have- amount of sausage in here too. Mm-hmm. I'm mean, like yeah. sometimes you see like a couple of flakes, and you're like, what is that? Is there something in my gravy? <laughs> <laughs> No, this is, I mean, there's like two patties of sausage in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got a lot of that. A lot of black pepper, which I like in the sausage. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Or, sorry, the gravy. But, uh, yeah. I'd give this uh, definitely props for our local biscuitery, biscuit eatery. Out of five biscuits and gravy, how mm-hmm. many would you give it? I'm going to go to you, Mojo. I'm going to go three and a half to four, just because okay. you still can taste that kind of flour. In the gravy, like they haven't cooked the flour fully out of it, and that's mm. just me being picky. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think it, I think it's still. Now good. keep in mind, you gave Bojangles a four. Oh snap! But Bojangles, I mean, I'm telling you right now, Bojangles is so greasy. Mm-hmm. Like if you had maybe one too many the night before, of like you know adult Coke mm-hmm. or, or Sprite, mm-hmm. yeah, Bojangles will clear it right up. Yeah. Now, Waffle House biscuit and gravy gets like a zero. <laughs> that stuff would be nasty. <laughs> right, yeah, I don't even mess with that. Ugh. Troy, what are, you, what are you looking at? Four oh, out of five biscuits and gravy. What are you giving it? I'm going to give at least a 4.25. Wow. He's going with the decimals. Because you got to like, I mean, you got to leave room for improvement. Sure. You can always improve on something. Right. Yeah. But this is good. It reminds me of my grandma's gravy. Just that's a little bit, yeah. So that's kind of that's given me at least a four right there, right? Um, but it it is good, and it, keep in mind this is also reheated True. this morning, yeah. So All that's right. a little bit of a difference. Right. Four point five, going four point five. <laughs> Bojo's giving it a heavy four. 
I'm also going to give it a 4.25. I'll give it a 4.25. All right. Again, for the improvement. So, overall, really good biscuits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, get it, I would get it again. Sometimes that biscuit and gravy item on the menu mm-hmm. is kind of lost where people yeah. have that burnt sausage and they, got, they don't want to throw it away because – you know, sausage is three, four dollars a pound. So mm. the restaurant tour will make a gravy out of it. So it's kind of like just a, a byproduct. But when you can tell this actually, this restaurant actually takes a little pride in it. Like Chick Fil A, their biscuit and gravy is a byproduct and mm. is nasty. And I love Christian chicken. Right. Like I may go eat a thirty count tray tonight by myself. Just for you. <laughs> just for me. Yeah. Which is what I did last week. By and then the way. Big and I will split the other thirty. <laughs> thirty-four, actually thirty-four is a sixty-four count tray. I know this. I know it's the counts. Sixty-four by, count. Yeah, I know the I know the counts by tray. Or counts oh, wow. by heart. So, but I did I did polish off a thirty count nugget tray. I think on the twenty-third of December. Wow. No no sauce, just straight. I, I, I guess wow. I'm pra- practicing for like a Kobayashi event or something. <laughs> I guess. Although that's really easy to do. I mean, if you've never had a Chick Fil A nugget before, they're just like little popcorn bites that yeah, just they are. I mean, if you took that to the movie theater, oh, you could just sit and you could kill a thirty tray I within a two-hour movie. I the movie theaters now just for that. Just just to be able to like take a popcorn bucket and put the nuggets and in just there? shove those in there, and then you just be like all night long, just be. Like, mm. That is true. Nuggets. They, they are constantly getting smaller and smaller. I think that their regular biscuit, uh, Chick-fil-A biscuit, is going to become a mini at some point. Well, they have the slider now. Have you seen that? Which is just a smaller yeah. version of the of the uh, sandwich, right? They may not have that here yet, but they had it somewhere while I was there. They had the, the, the you get the Chick-fil-A, uh, the minis, then you had the slider, and then you had the sandwich. Hmm. It was basically like a chicken tender on the whatever bun. Yeah. I think I'll pass on that. Yeah, I'm just you go Give me a good old spicy chicken, our number one. Yeah. Mm. All day long. I, I, I do the number one or the 12 count nugget. I don't even fly into the U.S. on a Sunday anymore because I, <laughs> I did that one time. And I'm sitting on my like going, yes, Atlanta. And I'm like, no, oh, it's Sunday. Mm. No. Mm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I make sure I fly in on a Saturday. That's yeah, a smart, smart call. Right. You got to have right. your sweet tea and waffle fries and your mm. chicken. So There you go. Yep. So you you would get this uh, biscuits and gravy mm-hmm. from breakfast time. Also, like they have all kinds of things breakfast, like uh, French toast, pancakes, the whole nine yards there. So and they're even open for lunch. I think they got oh, several yeah. loca- several locations now. So mm-hmm. they got one on Car- Concord Parkway and then one on Copper Parkway, mm-hmm. I believe. Right, uh, so Copperfield. Copperfield. Uh, that's pretty close to our friends Commoners Brewery. Yep. So anyway, if you're in the Concord area and you need a biscuit and gravy, you know where to go. Mojo's giving it a four. I'm getting four point two five. Tori gave it a four point five. Right. So I mean, that's a solid choice. Yeah, that's absolutely. Good. All right. So we're going to take a break, and when we come back. We will have our special guest, Tori Allman. He's already in studio, but he's going to tell us where he, what he's been up to, and uh, get to help him out. All right. You're listening to the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. We'll be right back. Eat bread and desserts, and just get all fat and sassy. <laughs> All right, we are back. You're listening to the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. And with us in studio, Tori Allman. 
Hey, buddy. How about you? What's up, gentlemen? <laughs> <laughs> well, this actually is a true honor. Last time we talked to you, you happened to be uh, in a different time zone. I know. It was like 2 o'clock in the morning. Or zip code or a couple of different things. <laughs> yeah. So. so you all the way back over, I guess you came for the hol- from the hol- uh, for the holidays uh, over the, across the pond to the United States to see your folks. Yep, and we're yep. glad that you took the time to swing up here and hang out with us for a little yeah, while. Yeah, so absolutely. Doubt. I mean, there's nothing like getting in a car and driving two hours to yeah. uh, Charlotte. Well, I guess it's better than <laughs> Go Charlotte. getting on your bicycle and pedaling for <laughs> yeah, two hours. That was going to be about 12 hours. <laughs> Did you and have to switch on your Google Maps to I like <laughs> from, from, from biking to driving? <laughs> oh, oh this is so much faster. I've done that before, like with the walking direction. I'm like, oh. how's that 48 hours? <laughs> it's down the street. Hey, I'm just glad you guys are in Charlotte and not in Atlanta because, um, oh, God. You ain't got to worry about that ever. Oh, Atlanta. Ever. I already, mm. done that. I already done that once. Uh, mm. Never again. You no. lived in Atlanta? Lived in Atlanta. Lived in uh, Buckhead. Oh. Oh, hey, Fancy. It wasn't fancy. I lived, uh, I lived um, in a hotel attached to the adult theater, the Buckhead, uh, Buckhead <laughs> Theater. <laughs> Right across my, when I opened my windows for the sunrise in the morning, it was next to a condom outlet store. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, as far as nice and rich, I may not be in there. And that sounds a little bit like parts of my, uh, my area, <laughs> depending <laughs> on where you live. <laughs> the red light district. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, <laughs> uh, so Tori, tell our folks a little bit about kind of what you do, who you are and like how you kind of got started in this. Okay. Well, um, so I'm Tori Almond. Uh, from good old South Carolina and currently living in Amsterdam, hanging out over there with a bunch of expat kids and internationals and having a good time with it. Um, I guess you could say it's a bivocational missionary, mm, okay. uh, technically. So I'm over there, start a business, uh, trying to do anything to make money. So I'm thinking essential oils that might help. Um, <laughs> or the waffle house, the waffle house would be great. I'm telling you waffle house, call me <laughs> sausage and biscuit cart. So oh, next to the pickled man. herring cart and next to the hash browns with, uh, some other covered and chunked. Uh-huh. Hmm. I also you, like mine. Country. I like that. The literal hash browns, right. the original Ooh. hash brown. I like that. hash smokable hash. Okay. Oh, Sorry. We have yeah. to explain, to, going we have to explain to things to big. <laughs> that's not, that's not an unusual thing for me. Oh man. So yeah, I'm doing um, a whole bunch of different stuff from acting to voiceover work to um, event planning, uh, gymnastics, coaching. When you um, do the voiceover work, do you like, they're like, we need somebody with a true, authentic American accent. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's literally, they want somebody with that middle America or like mid-Atlantic type sort of yeah. like, hello, thank you for calling, you know, type oh. sort of thing. Oh, you know? I, before you leave, I take you to do my voicemail or something. Yes. <laughs> hello, you've reached the voicemail box of. Wow. That's, yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. It sent chills down my spine. Yeah. There you go. You should make ring tongues. Hey, that'd be fun. Only 99 cents. Hey. Only takes a few hundred thousand. Absolutely, yeah. So doing that, and then uh, working, partnered with an international church over there, hanging out with the international kids from their youth group, and um, trying to reach out to the schools too, and find some kids over there that we can connect with, and just get them plugged in. Because I mean, these kids are coming over to a foreign country, and mom and dad are like, "Hey, welcome to the Netherlands," and they're like, "Oh my." So we just (laughs) try to. It's got to be a huge culture shock. It's huge. I mean, it is a Western country. But it's it's still very different. I mean, it's a different language. It's different food. It's different everything. Well, I mean, different styles of government. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you see all types of different stuff when you walk down the street. And, you Mm. know, 
so yeah, we try to help provide community for these kids that are just looking for friends. Right. So that's what I do. What's the most common reason the parents move over there? I mean, obviously work, but right. what, is there type of certain type of industry that attracts, you know, I'm, I'm asking for a friend here. Right. <laughs> so, wait, are you moving and not telling no. me? <laughs> uh, it's a lot of banking. Okay. And we also get a lot of oil stuff. So okay. I've got a lot of kids with Shell, BP, and all that. Sure. Yeah. Probably from Texas, maybe, or Oklahoma? We actually do have some from Texas. Okay. Um, we also get a lot of Nike people from Seattle. Oh, wow. So, yeah. I guess, yeah. Nike, I guess Nike's trying to take over the uh, the, the whole athletic market. So my, my right. wife works for Adidas. Oh, yeah. So Adidas is, I know, pretty big in Europe. Yeah. Not so much in our part. Adidas, right? What's that? Adidas. Yeah. Adidas. So weird. Well, and it's cool because Under Armour just became really popular. So I'm sitting here wearing Under Armour before it was really cool. And then people are like, oh, that's a really cool jacket. Thanks. You should take some vintage (laughs) Under Armour and sell it on eBay over there. There you go. Ooh. Good call. There you go. The Waffle House and selling Under Armour. The, ha- the original hash brown house. Yeah, hash browns. Oh, yeah, there's that. Go to the outlet stores, buy all the good stuff. <laughs> so the, the ministry that you're doing, partnering with the church, like, mm-hmm. um, tell us like a little bit more, maybe go deeper on just trying sure. to help them uh, you know, adjust and connect it up there. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, church in Europe is very different than church in America. Well, and I guess it depends on where you are. I mean, we're in the Southern Bible belt. So mm-hmm. a lot of churches have a lot of paid staff and there's other parts of the country where there's probably not so many paid people. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how Europe is with the churches. We, uh, most everybody's volunteer. You might have two or three people that are paid staff that are actually like, Hey, we're, you know, we're getting paid to do this. So I've come alongside them and say, I'm going to be kind of your volunteer um, person that can partner with you and basically run a program for you. Wow. And, that's, so, and that's where the bivocational comes in, which is I actually started to pick up a lot here in, or a lot of steam here in the state side because people mm-hmm. are tired of, you know, some of these mega churches or something like that, but they'd like to partner with a smaller ministry. They may not have the capability to mm-hmm. quit their t- you know job full time and volunteer full time, but they'll right. work, work a day job. Yeah. And then do the, the drive for Uber or and then, something. I, and I think all of us, you know, you're, you're, I would consider yourself a bivocational ministry, a mm, minister. Maybe. You minister, are. Minister of bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, you, you lead men's groups, yeah. you know, yeah. and Bible studies and things sure. like that. Right. Um, I would consider myself a bivocational reject, but, um, <laughs> you're not. And that too. But no, I, I think a lot of people are starting to realize that yeah. and, and, you know, become more active with that just instead of, I mean, we got the people that still go to Sunday church and they rely on the every breath and word of the pastor right. that they pay the, you know, the tithes and their salary. But I think a lot more people are starting to, uh, gravitate towards more smaller venues or, uh, avenues that they can have one-on-one discipleship. Mm-hmm. So right. I think yeah. that's where bivocational is hugely important. Yeah. Well, and it's great too, because I mean, talking with the church, it was one of those things where I, talking to the youth pastor, I was like, Hey, you know, I gotta do my visa renewal. And he's like, dude, if you don't get that, because <laughs> I mean, I, basically if it's anything with English speaking kids, I'm kind of running it up. Um, yeah. so the nine, basically like the tweens and the middle school group, I do a lot of their English stuff. Um, we've got a community outreach group that meets up once a month and running that their English camps, helping with dad, kid camp, all types of stuff. So, oh, wow. Yep. So that's a lot of different ministries and things. That you're a lot. Doing there. Yeah. So about how many kids are you like connecting with? Um, total several hundred. Holy cow. Yeah. If you look at the entire like yeah. picture of things. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, in our community group, uh, which we call Fuse, and that we use to really reach out into the community and try to find mm-hmm. kids that are looking for just a fun place to find friends. And, um, you know, we had one mom like bawling in front of us going, we just moved here at summertime. Mm-hmm. Everyone's gone. And we're like, yeah, it's Europe during the summertime. Everyone's on holiday. And she's like, my kids just need friends. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, come on, hang out with us on Friday and you can, you know, meet some people. So uh, that's kind of what we do with that. And then um, we've got about 20 to 25 that attend that. And then our tween group on Sunday mornings, I mean, we've just been seeing so many internationals coming in. That thing just keeps growing and growing and growing. Mm. Um, We got about, we started with 10 at the beginning of the year. I think we're up to about 15 to 18 on an average Sunday. Wow. And it's just going to continue to grow because booking.com is bringing people over. The huge pharmaceutical um, business, Mm. they're leaving the U.K., and heading over to Amsterdam hmm. due to Brexit. So hmm. interesting. We're going to see a lot more people coming in. And then uh, the middle school, we probably got about 10 to 12 or so. But then if you look at like the dad kid camp, it's also the Dutch kids that come in there too. And the Dutch kids are learning English at a much younger age. Hmm. So I'm actually able to partner and work with them more often yeah. too because they're like, I mean, they're picking up English left and right. So sure. Um, we got several hundred, if you include all them and the Dutch kids in the middle school and high school. Wow. So, and, and to be clear, this is not just throwing kids in front of a, a PlayStation or Xbox and letting them play Fortnite. Like right. you're, you're doing like ministry <laughs> to these kids and like helping them to, to hang out and, doing yeah, life. Yeah. Loving um, all these kids. I mean, with the fuse group, we do the once a month events. And so, I mean, we'll go kayaking in the summertime. We'll play laser game, um, movie nights, game nights, just anything to help bring these kids together. And if you're familiar with Young Life, we do kind of that similar mm-hmm. thing where we have a little bit of fun, but then we also give five, ten minutes to share the love of God with them too, mm-hmm. um, which has been really neat because we just had our Christmas party. And uh-huh. we had one dude that came last year for the first time and really awesome kid, super energetic, nothing to do with church, God, religion, whatever. And he comes in there and he, I mean, we're like, we're going to talk about God. And his parents are like, that's fine. <laughs> so we share the story of Christmas with him and how God sent Jesus to be a gift to help us reconnect with God because of Adam and Eve sin. And we've been disconnected with God. And so we tell this whole story and we're like, Hey, come Easter time. We're going to actually talk about, you know, how God, uh, how Jesus completed this by dying and mm-hmm. rising from the dead. So he comes to Easter and still hanging out with us. This Christmas, I start into the Christmas story. Him and his three buddies start taking over my teaching <laughs> and start telling the story themselves. Oh, wow. wow. And it's just, I like, I started getting irritated. I'm like, why am I getting irritated? These guys are getting it and they're actually teaching the other kids yeah. the story of Christmas. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. So I just kind of sat back and said, okay, how can I help guide the conversation when they kind of get a little crazy and be like, well, 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 okay, well, that's not quite right. And there were no dragons there just to be clear. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, you know, and so it was really neat to see that these kids are actually getting it right. and then how we can take that the next step further as the year comes along here and say, okay. Wow. How can we kind of do more discipleship now that we know they're getting it and right. understanding? Well, that's it. awesome, man. I yeah, think your next your next uh, subject should be the, how the Illuminati and the Freemasonry <laughs> took over the world. <laughs> Lead the discussion amongst yourselves, right? <laughs> oh, and then we're gonna go back to Oak Island in my whole oh, session. Uh, oh man, oh man! <laughs> I did watch some of that yesterday. Just say, uh, yeah. How yeah. do you get sucked into that? By the way, oh. Uh, 
only for about 12 hours. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was it's interesting. Hey, but they found a lead cross. Yeah. Hey, so there you go. That's it's proof. Just moments away. Just moments away. <laughs> it's just going to come right in there. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, what's your biggest cultural differences or things that you've seen since you've been there? Because you've been there for quite a few years now. Since 2011. So, yeah. Holy cow. I know. So we're, we're going on eight years now. So what are the biggest shifts that you've seen since you first came over there to, to now? You know, I mean, I'd wonder what those would be. Like just shifts within the general culture or? Or just anywhere, anywhere. I mean, from, you oh, know, it, it could be hot influences to, you, I, I'm sure migration, you know, what we talked oh, about yeah. before has yeah. been has been a big thing. Um, you know, or government policies. I mean, I'm just kind of curious because we sit here kind of in our, our little shell of America, and we think that everyone thinks the way we do, and it's not necessarily the case. But they should. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, and the Netherlands is such a diverse country that you get a broad mix of everybody. Mm-hmm. And the king's Christmas message basically came out and said, hey, we're all in the Netherlands. We're all Dutch. We need to be united as one. Because we do get a lot of people that kind of separate and say, we're going to do life our way, and we're going to do life our way, and... It just doesn't blend with the Dutch culture. And it's gotten to the point where they're actually teaching Dutch culture classes in the schools to go, this is how we are Dutch, and this is how we think, and this is how we do life. Because hmm. they got to remind these people, this is what we stand for. You call it nationalism, whatever you want to call it, but that, I mean, it's but kind of know, what it you, is. But you know what? It, you, and, and I kind of applaud it because Ireland does mm-hmm. the same thing. Ireland has made Gaelic their official language. They've done it for right. 20, 30 years now. They even have Gaelic language ch- channels. You know, they turn turn to a certain channel and hear Gaelic weather, things like that. The road signs are in Gaelic. I, I kind of admire that because there's nothing wrong uh, with kind of applauding how you got there. Mm-hmm. And but also Ireland has the same the same mentality. You can have their, some of their biggest immigrants right now are India. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's probably one of their biggest. Yeah, that's People. ours. And they, they're like, well, here's our Irish family right here. And it's a guy named, like, you know, Patel Singh. And mm-hmm. they're like, oh, yeah, he's uh, he's Irish. You know what I mean? So I, I applaud that. But it's right. people that want to conform to culture, not try to shift it to what they came from. You right. Know, you're moving to a culture. How about assimilate? Exactly. So I, I, kind of, I kind of respect that. Well, and that's kind of been the huge struggle we're starting to see is as the multiculturalism is coming up, how can we be multicultural and united instead of being multicultural and divided? And so that's becoming much more of a divisive and difficult thing to kind of wade through. Right. Has postmodern kind of philosophy taken over there like it has our schools? Yeah, I mean, it's do what you want. Feel how you feel. Hey. Logic doesn't really count anymore. (laughs) You know, that's one thing I do appreciate about the Dutch. They really want to analyze everything. Sometimes a little too much sure um which makes it difficult when you're in a group setting and you're trying to get something done you're like okay how can we actually move forward with this because you've got to take everybody into consideration and you're like oh come on let's just move forward with this um but at the same time you're you do you're forced to look at something and analyze it and go okay well why do we do this how do we do this how can we do it better how can we so it is it is something i appreciate about their culture right that's awesome how about how about like identity politics is that you know, here it's, uh, well, you have the the genders, you have different sexes, you have who you want to be with, who you don't want to be with, who, 
you you identify with as far as your race, you know, things like that. Is that or even right? like who you want to be with with an animal? Remember oh, yeah. we had that story That's one right. time. Oh yeah, I yeah. identify as a hippopotamus. Yeah. <laughs> All I want for Christmas. Yeah. Um, you know, that's one thing the Dutch, they kind of say, hey, you live your life, you do what you do, and that's fine. Yeah, just don't force it. Exactly. I, if, I you like want, if you want to fall in love with a pigeon, Go fall ahead. in love with a pigeon. It doesn't affect me. Yeah, but don't expect us to make rules that allow you to do something special like, with I want pigeon. you pigeon. Yeah, like I want to walk into a baker and say, you got to make a cake for me and my pigeon getting married. Right. And then force it. Right. I don't know if there's any type of laws ever that do that. I mean, are you aware of? Uh, yeah, I think the whole animal love thing is still illegal. Okay. Yeah. Right. What about if that pigeon though is now your comfort pigeon? Can you oh. take that on the airplane? I I, be, mm, I don't know. Ooh. Actually, I know a person who actually certifies any form of animal that you want for a comfort animal because yeah. they just took a comfort animal. Yeah. Wow. So you want that? No. I can get your dog pigeon? done. Mm-hmm. How about a comfort squirrel? Ooh, that'd had, be fun. Since you have a few of those. Mm. <laughs> Hate those things. Which is funny you say that because I've seen two squirrels since I've lived over there. And so whenever I come back, I'm I'm like, oh, the squirrels. And my dad's like, I'm going to kill them all. And I'm like, no, they're so cute. And he's like, no, I hate those things. Biggin's like on his roof, like Rambo. First blood. (laughs) Die. He even puts a red bandana on his head and goes up there. I'm going to give you the count of ten. I'm trying to just change out a light bulb and I'm like scared to death. Um, yeah, so, yeah, so the, uh, the whole identity thing, it's really, it's much more laid back than here. Just curious. I mean, cause you know, like I said, you get one perception of how life is and therefore it must be universal across the world. Yeah. yeah. So it's always just kind of, curious. yeah, I'm, that's selfishly. I like to look at that. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, and isn't uh, talking with some friends the other night about the whole bathroom thing. Um, I mean, you go to Europe in a bathroom there and you're in your own stall. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's closed off. There's no holes. There's no nothing. And here, like, you can wave to the people out there waiting and be like, hey, just give me a second. Um, where over there, I mean, you might have one room that has stalls on one side, urinals on the other side, and wash, like, a sink in the middle. Yeah. Everyone goes in there. Yeah. So, I mean, if my buddy's wanting to go in and make sure his daughter's okay, he goes in there. He stands outside of her stall that she's in. Nobody can see in. It's completely sealed off. She does her thing, comes out, washes her hands, and out you go. Meanwhile, there might be some guys peeing against the wall, but this is kind of life. It's like everyone pees. I wonder, and this is kind of like a far-fetched kind of wonder, but I wonder what uh, sex trafficking rates are Mm. in Eastern Eastern Europe and also, or just Europe period. You you know, because we were in Ireland, the same thing. Right. Unisex. Uh, bathrooms, which I could care less. If a, right. if a woman wants to pull up and and uh, and plow through a number two and and, out, and outdo me, I'm okay with that. Right. More power to you. Right. But oh, um, uh, is that and that's the moment the podcast <laughs> went off the cliff. <laughs> but um, I wonder what sex trafficking rates because here in the states it's gotten to be pretty high. I'm not saying that like having a, a solo sex bathroom prevents all that. I'm just saying that I wonder if there is a correlation between higher rates or anything like that. Just out of curiosity. I mean, it is a huge issue um, to the point where the government's having to do more in the red light district to make sure uh, that stuff isn't happening. That's right. And so mm. we do still have the issue, um, especially from Eastern Europe. We see right. a lot more coming in from that area. A friend of mine's parents are missionaries in Moldova. And mm. it's, I mean, people will leave and go work in Europe and leave their kids just sitting there. 
right. by themselves and be like, okay, we'll be back in a couple months. Kids aren't there. And Where'd they go? Yeah. You, you've got people oh. that are keeping an eye out for kids that are just kind of walking by themselves and they'll disappear. I'll be in some strip club in Long Island. Oh. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy. So, and mm. some of that happens in Ukraine as well, but, um, yeah, yeah Moldova, it's really, wow. Just the really things we're unaware of, right. you know, in our, in our global yeah. view. Yeah. Um, that's bad. Oh, the red light, the, the red light district. Now, my understanding, the red light district has actually decreased quite a bit in the last yeah. ten years. Yeah, they keep moving it farther and farther, kind of getting it out of the city, and they keep making it smaller and smaller. Okay. So, it's, has there been any rebuttal from, from the industry there? Oh that? yeah, I mean, of course they're going to be like, uh, yeah, this isn't nice. We've been here for so long. It's like, uh, yeah, sorry. It's, it's actually interesting having that part of that culture and just seeing. The, the the ladies and guys are actually participating in that um, actually receive government pensions after right. after they retire. Yes, <laughs> it's very interesting. From the red light district. Oh yeah, they get tested every month. They I think it's every month. They go to the clinic and they get tested for diseases and treated if they need to be and all that. And they get certified like checked off. Like this person's clean. Kind of like a health. You know, you go into a restaurant. And this one's a B, this one's an A, this one's a, yeah. 98.6% yeah. clean, it's like, all right. mm, This one's a C. I think we'll pass. Go to the next window. Do they um, have to actually have that little card that no. says 98.6? <laughs> no, it's just interesting how they've integrated something that would be considered a sin industry in, in other parts of the world. Yeah. And how they, like, people actually, they actually pay taxes and they receive a government pension and they're eligible for retirement and things like yeah. that. Healthcare. Yeah. And, Healthcare. Yeah. It's, just, yeah. it's just interesting. I mean, yeah. not saying... I'm not saying anything about it. I'm just saying that right. it's interesting to see how the culture. fact that they can go to the doctor once a month is amazing. Like, <laughs> and just be like, here, get a checkup. Yeah. yeah. Um, now yeah, the problem just... is there are still a lot of people in there that are false documented and probably underage, and there's a lot of that going on. But yeah. uh, well, they need to crack down on that. Yeah. And so that's the problem that we have is the people that are illegally there, um, trafficked in, and yeah. So there are some that don't mind being in it, and they're fine with it. And then there's others that are kind of drugged up and forced into it. Yeah, and that's wow. not good. Yeah. Anything against anybody's human will is just not right. Sure. Um, what about the uh, the marijuana's industry? Because <laughs> if anyone's ever listened to me or read my Facebook rants, I'm, I'm pro-cannabis and pro-marijuana reform here in the States. Not that I'm going to personally use it because I can't, but it's not my choice to make sure that you can't use it. So... Um, how how's that affected culture there? <clears throat> Obviously, people people have excuse my voice there. Um, I would smoke in cannabis, I promise. But anyway, um, you know, people would you know, high schoolers would take field trips over there after graduation to Amsterdam, light it up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's still pretty wide open. It's not a huge taboo though. No, I mean, I, I said something about having five plants at your house, and one of my friends here was like, "Wait, you can have five plants in your house?" I'm like, "Yeah, for your personal use." You can have five plants. They're like, wow, that's amazing. I kill a cactus. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. I could imagine having five temperamental marijuana plants. Right. So. <laughs> um, the most of the issues we have is from internationals coming in and smoking it up and having mm. massive parties and ravers and hen and stag parties. And I mean, and that's probably, where the issues other, come from. Probably other illicit recreational pharmaceuticals mixed oh, with it. You know well, what I'm saying? That and heroin yeah. and cocaine, those are huge issues we've got right. in oh, the Amsterdam yeah. area. I so, would think that, but heroin heroin is is legal though. No, no, it's no, not that's that. considered an illegal. 
Okay, I'm trying to figure out which country that heroin is actually legal. What? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's crazy. But see, they, they're getting. I'm sure you guys are getting the same problem we're here. We're having here stateside. We're having with the heroin, opioids. but you're having the heroin laced with fentanyl from China. Ugh, man. So I'm sure it's got to be a, a, dry, a tragic thing. But as far as the marijuana culture, I mean, it's been there forever. Yeah, and it's not really. I mean, you guys haven't like all of a sudden devalued your currency, devalued <laughs> your currency to zero, and you're. You know, a loaf of no. bread isn't $9,000. People still no. go to work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's one of those things, like, the first couple of years that they made it legal, mm-hmm. well, it's not legal, it's decriminalized. Right. Um, I mean, people went crazy with it, but then, I mean, it my leveled neighbors. leveled off. Mm-hmm. It leveled off. It does. It, it takes time, and then it just balanced out. And, I mean, my neighbor's like, I don't touch this stuff anymore because I did so much of it in high school that I'm, you know, I'm done. <laughs> Wait. That's the reason why they called you Wake and Bake Tory. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, I, it, it's a, it's amazing how when you demystify something like that, right. like I mean, we have such a scary notions of of the marijuanas here in, in the United States that everyone just thinks you're going to freak out and start going beating people up or you know, yeah. you're going to oh. start tearing people's ears off, things well, like that. Because Nancy Reagan told us that it's the gateway drug and well, that, that'll get you. stupid scrambled eggs in a pan every yeah. time, yeah. Still this is your you. brain. This yeah. is your brain on drugs. Yeah, we had that for our whole generation. Oh, man, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. After school specials. Anyway, I didn't mean to diverse <laughs> yeah. into a, a, no. a marijuana conversation, but just out of curiosity, just yeah. Yeah. culture differences. Stuff. I, I would say most, uh, it's kind of treated like alcohol with most Dutch people that I know, mm-hmm. and even most of the internationals that live there, they're kind of like, you know, let's sit around and play Call of Duty and, you know, have a space cake or something. And, right. Um, or they go to a music festival and enjoy it, and it's kind of like, hey, okay. It's like going and having a few beers or a couple of nice shots of brandy or whatever. And, yeah, just idolize different. Yeah. Gotcha. And, uh, yeah, so. They, they, you said demystified, and I think that's one of the things that, you know, with marijuana, um, even nudity, it's a totally different thing over there. Right. They demystify stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, here you see, you know, Janet Jackson on the Super Bowl thing and people freak out. Oh, yeah. And they're like, well, oh, it's a boob. Cover your, eye, <laughs> cover your eyes, son. Yeah. You know, and, you know, you go to the swimming pools over there and people are changing like right there before jumping in the pool. And, mm-hmm. you know, they've demystified it. And so it's nothing that people freak out about and go, right. Ah, right. It's a boob. Well, yeah. our Western culture has done that to a lot of things, you know. So yeah. it's just, like I said, it's just interesting to see. Yeah. And hopefully our listeners can maybe send a message on, uh, you know, places they've been. And, yeah, because obviously you have your your part where it's kind of more liberalized, social liberal. And then uh, you, uh, there's other countries out there where it's the total opposite, where you have to wear right. complete shrouds in public. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, you know, it, so it's just the variations are just uh, right. fascinating, I think. Yeah. Well, and the nice thing about the Dutch having a broad, open mindset is they're open to all types of things. Right. So religion, it's one of those things where they're not opposed to it. Right. And they're open to talking about it, but they're not going to be like, oh, let's go check this out. or that. Um, I mean, I've had conversations with people where they're like, oh, I wish I could believe in something, but I don't know what to believe in. I'm like, well, right. have you actually looked into something to mm-hmm. believe in? Like, why can't you believe in something? But a lot, like, I don't know. But a lot of the old traditional denominations have basically abandoned the Netherlands, haven't they? Yeah, I mean, our, like I said the last time, I was a 0.5% evangelical Christian right. in Amsterdam. Wow, that's crazy. And if you go to the Bible Belt over there, you get a lot of the very fundamental, um, you got to wear the skirts, you got to wear this, you got to wear that. I mean, somebody Blanket put up. on your hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
you know, I mean, there was one town where they accidentally put up a lingerie ad and people freaked out and like <laughs> oh, they were suing the company because like this isn't allowed in our town. All the men started lusting. I know. It's like, they ran off. So you get like one extreme and then you get like the total other extreme. Right. And unfortunately, most of the people in the Netherlands know Christianity as those crazy people on that side of the country. Sure. And you're like, no, that's not really what Christianity is about. And right. so when they see us posting stuff on social media about going and playing laser gaming with the church group, they're like, wait, that's a church group? Well, let's just show you. I'm going to show you a five-minute yeah. video of Joel Osteen. That's <laughs> <laughs> or Stephen Furtrick, Petrick, yeah. whatever. Furtrick. Yeah. Oh, dude, he's right around the corner here. Yeah, with, his, yeah. with his hair and his massive biceps. Yeah, let's, let's look at him. Right. Uh, well, and that was going to be my question is like how how different is it? Christianity there versus here and just viewed as public and and it's like the the normal social morale here of like hey it's bible belt but i mean it's got to be so much different there and like the adjustment of that oh absolutely yeah. yeah um we had a family just move over from texas and they were just like oh my goodness like we didn't understand how different it really would be mm-hmm. i mean there if you want to be a christian or really any religion you really have to live it mm-hmm. and you know, I mean, I had a cross, I wear a cross all the time. And one of my gymnasts was like, what is that? And one girl smacked up the arms like, that's a cross, you idiot. Wow. <laughs> and she's like, well, why do you wear it? Hmm. And then she smacks her again, because he's a Christian, <laughs> you know. That's interesting. Um, yeah. And so it's just one of those things where you really have to live out your faith, where you can't just walk around and be like, yeah, I'm a Christian. Well, what does that mean? Because over Ooh. there you say that and people kind of go. Or are you like those people or like what, that what do false you assumptions, like? Yeah. yeah. So you really have to clarify a lot of that. That'll and preach even to us as, you know. You no, that is, yeah. That yeah. is because here, you know, even though we're not, we're kind of a post-Christian country here in the States, you know, certain parts obviously different, different shape. But, you know, now with, with the trickling people that actually believe in God, professing God, but we automatically, like in my point, my Christian point of view, I automatically assume that, oh, you're not a believer? type thing when people are like, mm-hmm. you know, when they're not living it out, I'm like, wow, I never would have thought that. I mean, yeah. I, I can't believe you're that crazy, you know, type thing. But, um, so going over there, you're like, just assume everybody's not. And then, right. yeah, that's, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Interesting. But that's, that is a challenge though, to live it out. It yeah, really is. To be I that mean, action. Yeah. yeah. Especially when you've got such a diverse and wide open country where, I mean, anything goes almost you're, Yeah. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. Do whatever you want, but don't be a Christian. <laughs> That's us now, it seems like, right. in the U.S. Oh, it is, no doubt. No yeah, doubt. Yeah. yeah. It, uh, be anything you want, but be be something that was normal, considered normal 50 years ago. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I almost feel like, well, and I guess it depends on what part of the country you're in, but you almost have more freedom over there to be who you are. Right. As long as you're not pushing it on somebody. Then yeah. they're like, okay, that's fine. Right. Um, we're here. It's like, well, I believe this. And all of a sudden you're a racist, bigot, homophobic, whatever you want yeah. to call it. Yeah. Because we love putting people in the boxes. Oh, we love, right. We love using the ist. Yeah. Mm. And it's just one of those things where over there you have the freedom to say, I'm a Christian. And then that's it. Like, okay. okay. Cool. Cool. Well, what does that mean? And mm. it's almost like a blank slate. We're here. I don't know. A lot of of baggage and assumptions that come with that, which is okay because we, you know, a lot of ways um, our forefathers of Christianity have added on a lot of burden of us that we have to unpack for people, Mm -hmm. you know, because everyone has that, that loved one in their family who beat the snot out of them and called themselves a Christian. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They misinterpreted 
Or, yeah. or, or even those, those Westboro Baptist people. Like those aren't oh, us, yeah. you know, those like that's balls. not us. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So we've got we've to pull ourselves away from those and say we're separated. We're different than yeah. these Christians, you know. And yes. also, yeah, we're not the Jim Jones where we're going to move to Guyana and drink <laughs> ma- massive amounts of Kool-Aid. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I guess that almost makes ministry there, I don't want to say easier by any stretch, but like you said, it's a blank slate. You don't have to deal with all the baggage that you have with, right. hey, let's start a BSU or something like that. Yeah, And, it, and people are more curious about it because hmm. they don't meet many Christians. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right? it's just one of those things where some of my youth kids are the only Christian in their school. Wow. And so when they say they're a Christian, it's kind of like, huh. So it's more of agnostic atheism? Yeah, much more agnostic. Okay. Um, most of the country would consider themselves to be agnostic. And like, like I think I asked you on the last interview, be kind of curious to see – how much of that is remnants from World War II? Because, I mean, Hitler was all science, you know. Right. Uh, Those like that postmodern science movement hit Europe. So I'd be kind of curious to see if that was something. I mean, because at the, at the time, you knew some of these European countries had some of the highest populations of churches, and yeah. now they've shuttered a lot of them. So yeah. I don't know, just a thinking thing, thinking experiment. <laughs> so. so the ministry that you're doing with these kids – really impacting their lives, changing their lives, making them actual believers and living it out. Um, so kudos to you for that. Like oh, that's, thanks. that's amazing. That's good stuff. Well, and it's great too. Cause we've got a couple other parents that have moved over there and the one mom's really like keen on starting this Bible study with a bunch of girls. And so she's been seeing huge growth with that. And we're coming along going, Hey, how can we push kids your way um, from our group? And, you know, just collaborating together and saying, Hey, let's, yeah. let's get, and she's helped us with events and hoping to get her plugged into a few more things too. That's awesome. Very cool. Um, yeah. And you mentioned bivocational, so you got to get yep. paid somehow. Got to get paid. Yeah. How, if people <laughs> want to help donate and, and do that, cause you're over here trying to help raise funds and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Every time I make a trip over, I try to at least meet with a few people go, Hey, here's what's going on. Yeah. And I mean, it's really been interesting too, to see how God provides. I mean, Every month I'm able to pay my bills. It might take me six months to pay off my plane ticket, but it gets paid off and mm-hmm. I still eat and enjoy a little bit of fun stuff in the same time. So not you don't get to eat the biscuits and gravy. I don't get to eat the that. biscuits and gravy. <laughs> well, we gotta change that. We'll have to do yeah. some Amazon care packages. Yeah. <laughs> it's usually whatever's on sale. So how did how do we support you going All right. forward? All right, so if you go to cmconnect.org and then mm-hmm. you can scroll down and um, you can see the current projects. And I'm under the Netherlands one. And there's buttons there where you can go in and do like one time, monthly, whatever works. Okay. Um, yeah. Because cool. it is one of those things where the cost of living keeps going up. And, I mean, we're now paying 9% tax on food compared to 6 last year. Oh, wow. Um, That's a big jump. On top of like a regular cost of food on top of that. So so what's income? Just out of curious, what's income tax there? Uh, depending on where you fall. Uh, they just changed a bunch of it around. I think up to 65,000, you have to pay 45%. Holy <laughs> Moses. Um, Ooh. our value added tax is 21 and a half percent. So when you buy that cup of coffee from Starbucks, you're paying 21.5% tax on that. When you buy that Mercedes Benz, paying 21.5% tax on that. I guess I'd be peddling my butt around <laughs> there too. So. Yeah, no doubt. Good gracious. So yeah. evidently we've got to help support. The cost of living is, yeah, it just keeps going up. Good gracious. Yeah. Cool. So. We're going to put all your info on our show notes and Sweet. then the link out there. So again, if you want That's to help awesome. support 
Tori, um, his amazing ministry out there to those kids. Oh, thanks. Uh, please, uh, please go out to there to support yeah. him for that. Hey, yep. and if you want to come over and hang out too, let me know. Okay. May make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll have to wear our Southern Fried Philosophy shirts. There you go. That's right. Twenties. <laughs> hey, we could do a Southern Fried Philosophy uh, mission trip. <laughs> there we go. Hey. Boom. Awesome. <laughs> Don't tell my wife. <laughs> anyway, thanks for joining us always. Dude, as... thanks for having me on. And, I mean, having biscuits and gravy, too. I was like, <sighs> what, can, oh. what can you beat there? Yeah. That's going to be fantastic. That. that was yeah. worth the drive. Yeah, we're going to take you out and for a beer to see and drink you guys. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Well, thanks, folks. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. You can go to our website at southernfriedphilosophy.com. Also, our Facebook and tw- Facebook at Southern Fried Philosophy, our Twitters and Instagram at SFP Radio. My favorite part, please go to iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio app, uh, Spotify. You can go there. You can actually subscribe to us. That way you get our new uploads every week in your inbox. You don't have to go and search for us. Yep. Uh, like those episodes. Share those episodes. Uh yeah, just communicate with us. We appreciate you guys as yeah. always. Keep it rolling. <laughs> <laughs>